4: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
2: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
4: it's time for
0: pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
2: keep your eye on the ball <clears throat> keep your eye on the ball now listen that applies in, i can't think of any sport i'm trying to teach my uh our little grandson he's played on the Little winter basketball league. And our granddaughter's playing in winter basketball league. And, uh, of course, I've taught him to play man-to-man defense. And when they teach him to play man-to-man defense, little six-year-old, he stares at his man. (coughs) He runs around. He chases his man. And the ball's clear back behind him. And he doesn't even know where where the ball is because he's chasing his man. And I pulled him aside and said, Dave, listen, David, you have to see the man and the ball. He said, what? I said, you got to see the man and the ball. David, you have to be able to see the man that you're guarding. But if you don't know where the ball is, it's not going to work for you. You have to turn and put your head on a swivel and see the man and the ball. You have to be able to see both of them. Because if this guy comes dribbling towards you, you may have to go double teaming. Always see the man and the ball. Same thing, football, what do we tell our linebackers? What do we tell our strong safeties? Read your key, read your man to the ball. Find the football, always find the football. Because if you don't know where the football is, you're getting set up to be deceived. That's why they call them bootlegs, because the guy puts the ball on his hip, and he runs around the end when you're not expecting it, because you thought everything was going the other direction. Bootleg, keep your eye on the ball, right? I don't care what sport it is. If you don't know where the ball is, you don't know what you're doing. we got to keep our eye on the Thank ball you. this morning, folks. Keep your eye on the ball. That's what I'm going to talk I promised all of you. I was going to do religions today, but I can't do, I can do religions today, but I'm not going to do religions today because I'm going to do a little bit of a debriefing here with us. Man, we had a, we had a full week last week. We had three guests, which I don't think that's ever happened in the whole time that we've been on, uh, been doing, been doing the show and uh, just a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Got some, uh, some big stuff from the weekend. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here, make sure I don't forget anything. Uh, tomorrow, Tomorrow we're going to talk about the religions. Uh, I'm going to jump off real quickly here. Myra's going to say a prayer for us, I think. Myra was up there with all those crazy folks up in in Hagerstown. We're going to talk about that here in a second as well. Myra, the the floor is all yours, dear.
5: Good morning, Saints. How you doing? Uh, We're reading Psalm 5110, King James Version. Create in me a heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. Holy Spirit. You're welcome to Coach State's huddle. We're reading Psalm 139.4, King James Bible. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Pray your role. I release the fire, the love, and faith to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Keep your eye on the ball, right? Myra, you said something there. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt. Pull up Psalm 53, Spencer, if you could. Say, Coach, I don't even have that queued up. I know. Holy Spirit just spoke that to me because Myra said that and my, something went off and <clears throat> uh, Boom. Mm, maybe 54, too. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool. Who said that? Fool. <laughs> He's the one that said that. Corrupt are they who? Those who say there is no God. Those are the ones that are ruling over us, folks. Those are the song, two people ruling over us. Amen. Are they, and they've done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. Who? Those who say that there is no God. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did see God. And every one of them has gone back. They're all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. Amen. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread? Have they not called upon God? They have not called upon God. I'm sorry. They were there in great fear where no fear was. You say that again. They were there. They were they. Boy, let me get my head going, Joe. There were they in great fear where no fear was. For God hath scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God hath despised them. Wait a minute. I thought God loved everybody. I thought, help me out. Thou hast put them to shame, because God hath despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captive of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Go to Psalm Amen. 54, real quick, Prince. Go to Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have taken over the government, and they've risen up against me. And those oppressors are seeking after my soul. They're after my finances. They're after our food. They're after our joy. They're after everything that's valuable because they have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. The Lord is going to reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath, past tense, past tense, delivered me out of all trouble. And mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Keep Mm your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on the ball. Hey, listen, I want to. I'm we'll to get Craig and Rusty and some – got to get Rusty in there. He's got to go to work. That gone, Rusty. I'm sorry. So a bunch of pictures, Rusty's pictures, those those up there. Rusty, if he can come in a little bit, there's Rusty right in the middle, kind of and Craig and some others organized what was going on in the Salt and Light Brigade out there in, in Maryland. at the Rusty, come on in and tell us the story here, bud. Uh,
4: can you hear me, Coach? I can. Good morning, Coach. Um, yeah, we've had a great time here over the past few days. I guess uh... – on Wednesday, my wife uh, uh, sent me a, a message that the um, convoy was uh, looking for help and assistance and providing food and drinks uh, at the Hagerstown Speedway. It's less than two miles from my house, so I felt pretty much obligated. I contacted Craig, and uh, I said, uh, let's let's go ahead and do it. Wow. So I've got all the equipment to make all kinds of uh, uh, coffee and hot chocolate, so we put up a little stand uh, the night before, my mom, my brother, and uh, my friend Jerry we put a bunch of signs together and uh, uh, put our efforts together and got everything ready to go. You can see the sign there on the screen. It's battered and worn by coffee. Had a, a customer come up, and uh, one of the, one of our helpers wanted to take the sign down because it, it kind of looked bad. And the people that were getting coffee said, "No, don't take the sign down. Don't take the sign down." You know, they wanted to leave it up because you know, uh, you know, it looked good and. Uh, the picture you see on the screen there now, as soon as you come into the speedway, I thought that was kind of neat right there at the top. The media is the virus, and if that's not true, so, uh, while we were uh at the uh uh serving coffee, I noticed I spotted them wow. about 200 feet away. Uh, the only people I saw out of a crowd of about 3,000 plus that were wearing masks, and I saw <laughs> about 15 feet behind them was a two cameraman. And I immediately spot them and recognized them as fake news. So lo and behold, they come up to the stand and want to do a little bit of an interview. And I start giving them pretty much a, a couple of large spoons full of truth. And they went <laughs> hightailing out of there, up up to speak to somebody else. So I was just pointing out, you know, they basically were fake news. And I don't think they, uh, they stuck around wrong, but um, uh, I'd say as of last night of about 10 o'clock, we've been there since Friday afternoon, Non stop, uh, staying normally to about 10 11 o'clock at night. We've probably dished out, uh, probably over 4,000 cups of hot cocoa and hot chocolate. The sign you see there, that truck, my mom kind of had the idea to put all that together. So I got to give credit to her, and everybody kind of liked that sign. And we we put that behind our uh coffee stand. So, uh, we wow. just had a, had a great time. Uh, have met with thousands of people, ran out of your cards. Craig put some nice flyers together, uh, ran out of the flyers, got a chance to speak to uh, literally just hundreds and hundreds of people, shake lots of hands, Uh, a a good many people, uh, you know, got to speak with them one-on-one, some people, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So I think we're going to get a, hopefully a good, good turnout, you know, people tuning in here over the next week and checking the show out.
2: Wow rusty we have a chance to win don't we brother in fact we i think we are winning look at these p are these were these just local spectators who showed up there at the racetrack is that, what that well, is, Rusty?
4: if you look here on the left hand side that's dr pierre cory he gave an excellent speech there's probably several thousand people there in uh in the crowd they had some really good excellent speakers and uh if you if you have you know you all know about uh dr pierre cory he's man he's he a really good guy and uh I think he woke up a lot of people and uh, he pretty much told it how it was. So, uh, you know, Rusty, here's
2: my, here's, my, here's my take on that, Rusty. Uh, I think the people that are there are awake. Oh, yeah. You know? most of them. Yeah, it gets to the point, folks. We have to be careful once again because we find ourselves preaching to the choir. Now, what we have to do is look around and understand. Keep our eye on the ball, right? There are a lot of people on our side and understand that the, the ball right now belongs to the media, which is the point Rusty was making there. The media is the one carrying the ball right now. We can't we can't lose sight of exactly what's going on, not only with uh, with this whole COVID thing, which, by the way, is pretty much off of the news. Have you noticed that? COVID is pretty much gone. They're not talking about it anymore. Now it's Russia, 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 war, 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 right? Because as they moved COVID off of the board, I know Rusty's got to go to work. Uh, I'll shut up to hey,
4: Real quick, Coach. Uh, a couple years ago, it took me about three or four days to de-Google my phones and de-Google my computer. So this morning, I had to get up and de-Google all this stuff just to get on the day. But normally, I'd be on the show just about every morning. But uh, my uh, my busiest time is from about 7 a.m. to about 9 o'clock. So I'll try to well, get we're let you. We better
2: let you go earn a living, Rusty. We appreciate it. You gave out how many cups of coffee, Rusty?
4: I'd say, as of last night, about 4,000 plus. Uh, before I go to work, I'm going to go, we are cruise down there now making coffee. I'm going to just gonna go check on them real quick. And then I'll get to get back to my desk and, and, uh, get some work done. So it was good. Good to see you
2: guys. God bless you. Rusty. You make us look good. You make the Lord look good, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank guys you. like it's guys like Rusty. We're going to win with, we're going to win with guys like Rusty. I got, uh, you know, me Boots I got on the ground, time. boots on the ground, boots on the ground, baby boots on the ground. We're making a difference. Uh, I don't want to get into what I'm going to talk about yet. Uh, I'm going to hold it back. I'll let let some of you hop in here real quick. Maybe hear from uh, Craig because, well, I want to connect it. (laughs) My brain's going. Uh, Calm down here, Coach. Let the Holy Spirit do this. Uh, Come on in, uh, Craig. Southern MoFo. Come on in, Craig. Yeah, Coach. I just say, man, we can't lose sight. You know, way was it, 15, 20 years ago, Jesse Ventura. And I went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that news was not news; it was entertainment. Right. So, so we can't lose fact that it's no longer a factual entity. Oh, it's deeper than that. I, I agree, but it's deeper than that, man. It is so, so, so deep. They are part of the Luciferian. Uh, what do we say? The kings of Israel to conspire against and the Lord take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. That's what's going on. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it without a complicit media, folks. But listen. Oh, I don't get ahead of myself here. They've lost. They're losing. They're clearly losing. And so their next step's going to be, I'll get you here in a second, Jeff. Uh, Their next step's going to be, um, well, they're going to clamp down on what we're seeing it happening, right? They're going to clamp down on the food supply. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Ukraine, Russia is the world's greatest producer of fertilizer. We now have an embargo. Russia said they're not going to send fertilizer to the United States. Uh, Yada, 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 yada. A lot of stuff going on. Let's get some food, get stored up. I don't know if any of us know what's going on, but I got a lot of great, encouraging stuff we're going to win. But I have to connect some dots to you this morning before we get a chance to do that. Can I hear from uh, uh, Jeff Klein? Go ahead. Craig, come on in. I want to talk to you, man. Uh, Craig Mickle. Go ahead, Jeff.
4: Coach, just want to let you know we got a little win going on here. You know, there are all these months of school boards, and we've met that pastor Matt who's on the school board, East Knox. We've teamed up with him, Tom Branstone and I and a few others. And Pastor Matt's ready. He, he needs, he's telling his church, you got to get out of the building. We got to get out and fight this demonic stuff that's going on. Well, tonight, tomorrow night, Tuesday night at the garage, it'll be Pastor Matt's first night. He's coming in and he's bringing a message. I told him here and I said, brother, you need to bring the fire. So he's coming in to team up with our garage people. So anybody around locally that wants to come up, Pastor Matt will be there. It's going to be a good night.
2: That's the greatest frustration we have, folks. And I've been—I've been doing this. Uh, I've been doing this for a long twenty-some years. I've been doing this, and uh, the greatest frustration that I have in past assault ministries is trying to somehow unify the pastors. Now, hang on a minute, because that in itself is a joke, right? Because I get on here and I call them out, so they sure as hell don't want to hear from me, right? So uh, I haven't been a unifying force in that. I'm reaching out and rubbing their back and. Tell them how brave they are. I thought I had a spider on there. Excuse me a second. Uh, I, I don't do that, right? I don't do that. But I, I know just from uh, from where we are, what we're doing here, that our message is resonating, that, we're, that we are, in fact, making a difference, and that those people can sit inside those four walls all they want to and pray all they want to. They ain't going to make a difference. They're not going to make a difference, friends. They are not going to make a difference. The only way they're going to make a difference is if they take those prayers out into the street into action, it's the only way. If you think, my friends, that that uh, the solution is going to be the election of Republicans, you are dumber than you look, and you—some of you look pretty dumb. Amen. If you think that we're just going to flip it over to Republicanism and everything's going to be okay, it's not. There's a huge void of out there, a huge vacuum out there. Church arise that God arise and his enemies be scattered that's exactly what's what's that's what's bubbling underneath the surface right now that's what's going on and if we don't understand this and don't realize this i i uh, we had a meeting uh, i don't want to i don't want to mention names not cuz i don't want to mention names i just i like to you know if it's i say something controversial about somebody I want to i don't want them to get blindsided by it if, so if i say something about you and it's negative. Don't take it. It wasn't about you. Negative. I would never say anything to you about you negative without talking to you first. Okay? So you can relax on that. But anyway, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago, a couple pastors in the room, maybe three out of, can't remember exactly who they were. And one of the saddest things I came out of the meeting with, because we're trying to use unified pastors, right? Unify men of God, get them together. We can win. Folks, we can win this thing. We can win this. We got to get together and get on the same page and came out of that meeting, I was, wasn't discouraged because it reinforced to me the fact that most pastors, I don't want to call them patriot pastors because they've turned that word negative, right? Most truly God-fearing, salt of the earth, Bible-believing pastors do not associate with one another. Somebody say amen right there. Somebody say amen. And I'm going to tell you the reason they do not, for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons that they don't associate is they disagree on doctrine. That's why we're going to talk about doctrines tomorrow so you can see how deep that well runs and what a mess that thing is. But to think that I'm, I'm, I could name, maybe you guys could. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to be quiet right now, and I'm, just going, to, I'm going to sit here for 30 seconds. And I want the people out there to say that you know an active, on-the-street ministry pastor. Uh, I want you to say, uh, if, if you know one, just say, I do. I'm going to be quiet a minute, see how people know a pastor who's on-the-street and active. I'm listening. Go ahead.
5: I do.
2: I do.
6: I do. I do. Down there in Louisiana, Le Boute.
5: You know a couple. I do. Does a pastor sending out a layman count?
2: Well, I'm, I think we're making our point, don't we? We ought to be able to name five of them. Can you imagine being a pastor and not being able to name 10 other guys that you're buddied with? I mean, I, I know some really, really good pastors. And the really good pastors are alone. That's our problem. They're alone. Why are they alone? I don't know. Is it uh they want to play king of the mountain? They have a pecking order that you're not as important as me because your church isn't as big as mine, and you don't have as many programs and your budgets aren't as big and we run buses and you don't run buses, and so you don't want to go, you know, I can, I can I I'd have listen, I'd have no problem standing before Joel Osteen <laughs> telling him the truth. I'd have no trouble, I'd have no trouble telling him the truth, right? I'd say, dude, all this mess going on down here in Houston. It's on your watch. What are you guys doing down here? I, I wouldn't have any trouble telling him that. And so I think that, uh, uh, I, I think in a funny sort of way, I'm not a pastor. I couldn't be, I don't think I could be one. I, well, I am one, I guess. I couldn't be one. In a, in a funny sort of way, the pecking order and, and pastoral, most most pastors, they have to respond to their denomination, their upline, if you would. It's like network marketing, right? They have an upline guy, and they're not allowed to do anything unless they get the approval from the upline guy, right? The denomination, the overseer, the general counselor, whatever whatever they call those names. Folks, do you really think that's the way churches are supposed to be set up? You really think so? And so it takes away the creativity because a lot of the guys in the churches, they don't, they don't have control of their church. Their church belongs to the Methodist uh, overseers, it belongs over to the presbytery. It belongs over to the Church of God and Christ, and the Church of Christ and Gods, and belongs to the overseers, folks. That's not the. That's no. Hey, that's a that's a Christian form of five hundred one c three, isn't it? Somebody give me a thumbs up. That was a new mm-hmm. one. I just came up with that one. That's a Christian form of five hundred one c three. You can't do anything without the approval of the government. And who's the government? Why? It would be the denomination. There's your, there's your government, and heaven forbid a. Baptist pastor would get together with a Church of God pastor, what? Oh, and get together with a are you, what? A Pentecost? Oh my goodness! Charismatic pastor, and they all work to save America. Heaven no, no. You see the problem, right? That's what that's what we're dealing with, and that's it is it is my greatest frustration. I wish I could get into a room with five hundred pastors and send them to camp for a week. And we'll separate the sheep from the goats, and we'll turn 300 of those 500 into some action. That'll make a great, great difference for the cause of Christ in the time in which we live. You think I'm kidding you? I could do that, but then I, they're not I gonna come listen to me. I was talking to somebody Saturday morning. I said, "Hey, I, I, I get it. I'm hey, I get it. I'm <laughs> I'm what? What do they call that? What's the word I'm looking for? Somebody help me out here." I'm kryptonite. <laughs> I'm kryptonite. They don't want to hear from me, right? Well, part of it's been my approach, I suppose. And what's my approach been? Calling them out, seeing the truth, calling them out. I, I, I wouldn't want to do their job, nor could I do their job. But I could do their job better than they're doing it, at least in regards to what I think needs to be done. See, they don't think, when I, they don't think I know what needs to be done. They have to be wiping people's hind ends and rubbing their backs and visiting them in the hospital. Well, there's something wrong when you got to be the guy to go do that. You mean you can't train anybody in the church to be the one that goes visits people in the hospital? You can't be do that. I mean all those people when they get in trouble, they call you and you have to be the one that you haven't trained them to pray for themselves? You haven't trained them to pray for one another? You haven't trained them and put them in prayer groups, or when something happens in the church and somebody's in a time of trial that they go to them and you as pastor, I don't have to take care of it. I'm the I'm the I'm the sheriff. I hand it off to my deputies. My deputies are qualified to do that. And if you're a guy, you don't have any deputies. What's that all about? That's you that's matter. what I would say. That's what I would say to him. That's what I'd say to him. So I want to. I want to. <laughs> this really isn't what I had planned, but I'm going. I'm going to keep riding this horse here a second. I'm going to bring Craig in here because I was having a conversation with Mr. Zero on, on the weekend because because he was he was actively involved in everything that was going on in Hagerstown. And I think about all Betty did down there in St. Clairsville. Betty, did you want to talk about what you guys did in St. Clairsville? I didn't mean to run over you and Tracy. and You guys did some great stuff down there. Did you want to make any comment about any of that?
1: I did more. Me and Tracy and Gary did a lot in Cambridge. I mean, I handed out about 100 bags of snacks. Tracy handed out like 25 bags of snacks and gift cards and Now, we decided to call Gary the Sausage Man because he got a lot of sausage from the Amish and he handed <laughs> them out. They were great. And we missed the rally because we had so many bags. It, would, it was just coming, coming, coming. But in St. Clairsville, all I did was get on the bridge and just cheer them on. Okay, I should have cool. Hagerstown. After I thought I should have just followed him to Hagerstown. It was only four hours been with those guys.
2: Oh. That's all right. And uh, see, we, there's so much media blackout. We don't really know what's going on, but they're still rolling down into D- D.C. I believe they're rolling into D.C. They, that was the plan anyway. But I don't want to, uh, again, hey, folks, if we don't move from the truckers to local action, this all was for naught. It was all for naught. Uh, the Amen. truckers the truckers show us that uh, America is indeed, indeed awake. Many, many Americans awake. That's what the truckers sh- saw us. So we ought to quit listening to the mainstream media and come out of hiding and uh, get more actively involved. So I want to talk to – Craig called me yesterday and talked about the fact that uh, – I don't know if you guys know this. About a month ago, six, well, Craig's good with dates. We were in Hagerstown, Maryland. The Salt and Light Brigade was in Hagerstown, Maryland, which is, by the way, where all of the truckers gathered. A couple miles maybe. The racetrack was a couple of miles away from where we had that gathering of the Salt and Library game. And I want Craig to come in and talk a little bit about this, because I'm going to take you through a journey here today. I want to refresh your memory, folks. Mm. We are so over the target. Now, I also want you to understand this, that in a football game, a football game is won yard by yard, sometimes inch by inch. Yeah, sometimes you'll get big plays, and you'll score a touchdown, and uh, get a trick. Sometimes you return a kickoff 100 yards. I mean, that that happens. That's not where football games want. Football games won in the trenches, yard by yard, play by play. That's how it's won. And we are so convinced in America today that everything happens suddenly, and it doesn't happen suddenly. Everything that does, there's a, there's, a, there's there's seasons, right? There's planting, there's a growing season, and then there's a harvest. We've done a lot of we've done a lot of planning and I think sometimes we forget about some of the planting we've done. And we the growing season has been going on now for a couple of years, maybe longer than that. When did we first go to Hillary's? When did we first go to Hillary's? Did I know when that was? How many years ago? May of nineteen. Nineteen, Randy. 19? Yeah. Yeah. In, in, I nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen, 2019, You went and laid hands on Hillary Clinton's gate you opened that portal right get right randy 2019 yes and did the did the did the truth come flooding in right away then randy and all a sudden boom everything was happening no no, no it didn't no it didn't uh uh-uh. no but gradually as we look around we see it's happening don't we we see it's happening and so in the conversation i was having with craig he began to remind me said coach man you look at you look at what the lord's doing just because we're obedient, we go, and we show up. And so I want to do a little bit of a review here for some of you. I'll let some of you chime in here this morning about the great work that the Lord's doing around us. We don't even see it. We don't, have, we don't make a connection between our obedience and what's going on. Because Jeremiah tells us about to tear down, root out, pluck down, right? Rebuild. And we're doing that. So, so Craig, come on, come on in and talk a little bit about what uh, the conversation you and I had on the phone.
3: Well, Coach, you know, uh, I guess when you wake up at 2 in the morning after you've been up for all the time you only got three hours of sleep and you can't go back to sleep and God starts talking to you, you you know, you just, you know, stay up till 4 in the morning trying to go to bed. And um, that Saturday night, you know, God just was saying, you know, Craig, um, five weeks ago you had the first Maryland Salt and Light Brigade huddle at the the, uh, Grange Hall which is on the same road (laughs) that those truckers went by. As a matter of fact, the address for the Wackahoo Grange Community Center is 16,412 National Pike. The address for Hagerstown Speedway is the 15,200 block of National Pike, three miles down the road, same road. And I got to thinking, I was like, wow, you know, the Lord, you know, when we were asking, I'll, I'll read you, we had a flyer, I made a flyer up and it says, uh, you know, who's to attend. It says all those seeking to engage with like-minded individuals regarding difficult times we find ourselves in Christians seeking to develop relationships with others in their communities while listening to several speakers address issues affecting our families and communities, all politics and social changes, local, encouraging each of us to step out of our comfort zones with a proactive game plan to push back against Communist, tyrannical tactics destroying our families, schools, communities and nation. So that's that's what the first meeting was all about. Hmm. And we I was talking to you, you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, these truckers were supposed to come in at uh, Friday around three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you know, for those of us that were, got together, you know, we had to Grange Hall, but we had to get all the tables set. So there's about eight or ten of us that came that Friday night. and We were all going out to dinner. And the guy came at 4 o'clock, he opened up the Grange Hall. We all set tables up to about 5, 5.30, right? And then we yep. all went out to the restaurant together. Five weeks to the day, almost to the hour that we set those tables up, walked out of that building and went to go to the restaurant, those first trucks came through.
2: You mean we prepared a table for them in the presence of our enemies? Is that what we did, Craig?
3: I think you, huh? uh, I think that's a good way to describe it, Lord. Uh, <laughs> no, Dave. I really do, yeah.
2: That we, that, we, that we did something, we reached out and we put a footprint down and the Lord blessed it and moved upon it. Exodus 14, pull that up there real quick, Spencer. Ex, is this Spencer? I haven't even seen this one. I think it's Spencer. <clears throat> Exodus 14. This is a, uh, I got to tell you a real story. I'll, I'll come coming back, Craig. And uh, I, I uh, you guys all remember Bill McCartney of, uh, he started Promise Keepers. He's a football coach at University of uh, Colorado. Started Promise Keepers. I went to the first ever Promise Keepers, and when I uh, got a chance to see Coach Mac, Mac, there was about 500 of us maybe there in, in uh, Boulder, Colorado that day. And uh, this is this is 1990, early 1990 maybe. And I sat down, told Coach Mack about my my story, yada yada yada. I hadn't been sued by the ACLU, nothing like that, nothing. I was just stuck, got a new job and talked about my spiritual transformation and all that. And so uh, we talked we talked for a couple three or four minutes. And I had his book Ashes to Glory, and I really related to his book Ashes to Glory. And he wrote in my book, uh, he says, uh, said the Lord told me to put this because he said you're gonna you're gonna need this, Coach. And he wrote in my book, Exodus 14, 14. Exodus 14, 14. I didn't know what it was. I'll share it with you in a second. And um, it was kind of a prologue or a confirmation of what was what was laying out in the, down the road for me, all right? And so, long story short, short story long, went through all that mess, and Exodus 14, 14 with the ACLU and the Exodus fourteen fourteen carried me through it. And I think told you the story. I ran into Bill McCartney 20 years later in Columbus, and I took a leak beside him in, <laughs> in, in Columbus. For those of you who didn't hear it, I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell the story now. And I was replaying the story to him, and I said, you wrote in my, in my book Exodus 14, 14. Uh, he got done. he says, uh, well, he said that had to be the Lord because I, I couldn't tell you what Exodus fourteen fourteen says. So Exodus fourteen fourteen says this. Scroll on down. It's about the people of God. And verse 13 says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians, for the Luciferians, for the God-hating Democrats whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Why? The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. That was Exodus 14, 14, that Bill McCartney wrote in my Bible. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And I can't I can't tell you. Hold your peace. In other words, peace in the midst of the storm. Now, we're faithful. It says right here, Moses said unto the people, don't be afraid. Stand still, and you're going to see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. So you have to ask yourself this question. Is the Lord on our side? No, no, no. Are we on his side? If we are on his side, then we know this, that he is not a man that he should lie or that he can lie. And he said, see Fear not, stand still, and you're going to see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day for the Egyptians, and you have seen this day. You shall see them again, no more forever. I believe that. I believe that still applies. Mm-hmm. All right? Again, The Egyptians being the enemies of God. Why? Because he shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. All you got to do is show up. So I got thinking about it. Craig, did you have more that you wanted to say? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on this. I didn't want to I didn't want to cut you off.
3: Well, I think the mic drop coach is the next verse, verse 15. Because it basically God says to Moses, he said, What do you what are you talking to me about it for? He says, Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. He's <laughs> like, you don't need to tell me about it. I know what to do. Go go tell the people.
2: Go for it. Yeah. And he said, Lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children uh, and the Christians shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. See, there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a storm raging around us, isn't there, folks? Isn't there a storm raging around us? But well, we know the key. The key is the truth. So I began to think back to when we went when we went to Chappaqua, and Randy went and laid his hands on that uh, threshold and opened that threshold against Hillary. Hillary Clinton will never be what she's been, folks. She'll never be what she's been then, done. Randy tore that thing down. Pulled that thing down. And I think about the number of us who, uh, oh my goodness, I got so much. The number of us who trudged our way to uh, to the Georgia Guidestones. And we went down there after the election. And the number of us that went to we went to Obama's house. We went to Biden's house. We went to Bill Barr's house and ran Bill Barr out. We went to we went to the four corners of Washington D.C. We prayed over those four corners. Think about the stakes that we that we talked about on uh, was it on Thursday about staking our property. Think about that. We went and we staked him. Steve Steve Deck took and went stones him. We didn't get it done. They ended up going in the Masonic temple and put holy water on George Washington's feet in the in the the Lord's. The Lord will fight for you, and you will hold your peace. And Craig and Steve and Rusty and I can't remember who the fourth was, went back. They went back, and they covered that fourth cornerstone. We went to the Serpent Mound, and we prayed over the Serpent Mound. Wow, what a time that was. I'm, I'm forgetting other places, folks. All of these things were like strategic bombings that the Russians are doing in Ukraine right now. Oh, hang on. If you don't understand what's going on in Ukraine, the same U.S. press that told you that you had to take a COVID vaccine is the same U.S. press is telling you that Putin is the antichrist. Don't, don't miss it. And you know what? I can't believe how no. many Christians. I can't believe how many Christians are taking that bait and not understanding what's going on. Not understanding that there's a battle that Putin, the way I see it, I don't want to go down this road. Putin is trying to destroy the deep state inside of Russia. That's what he's trying to do. Hey, folks, all you got to do is listen to the right people. And it's not uh, Fox News. I'm sorry, it's not Sean Hannity. Sorry. I should tell you it was, but it isn't. And so I know this, that we will hold our peace and win it. And Moses said, to the people fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Moses says, you're about to see the Lord do something, boys and girls. You ain't, we ain't running into that Red Sea and drowning. Uh-uh. Oh, no, no, no. He ain't brought us this far to drown us in that Red Sea. He says, uh-huh. you just stand still and you're going to see the salvation of the Lord, which he's going to show you today. For those Luciferians who are running our government, whom you've seen today, you ain't going to see them anymore. No, 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 no. You ain't going to. Why? Because the Lord shall fight for you. That's why. He's going to fight sure. for you, with you. And you just be you just hold your peace. And you just watch what he's going to do. And the Lord said to Moses, Moses quit, quit crying to me. <laughs> Get them folk out there. Get those folks out there and take that territory hey, back.
3: Not only that, Coach, they were hightailing it. And he told them, uh, stop, turn around, do 180,
2: and go back. And Get back
3: in people. there. And the people yep, are like,
2: back. People are like, what? <laughs> yeah. and the Lord can't like, fight for you when you're running, boys and girls. He can't fight for you when you're running. So Randy, Randy come on in and somebody hey, else just... Just,
3: just two more things that, that you know, Paul Harvey of the story, right? I'm just good about yeah. remembering these things. Remember Steve Hemfield said that he went down and staked the White House property. In the election of Trump, right. Randy was up at the gate doing Hillary. Steve Hemphill, who we didn't even know at the time, was putting stakes in the ground around the White House.
2: At the White and House, we're huh? Little,
3: we're all little cogs in a big plan.
2: Just and, obedient. That's right. Just play your role, Doc. Just play your role, right?
3: Remember down there at the George Jetson's? <laughs> my wife, who was watching what was going on, texted me. I handed it to my phone. Do you remember what the message was? That Refresh phone? me. Refresh me. The attorney general of Georgia said that he was going to investigate the election Man. while we That's were right. on the property.
5: That's and right. we were That's on right. the
3: property on November 11th, 2020, 400 years to the date that the Mayflower Compact was drafted up about this country.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, keep reminding, hey folks, that's what it means to encourage yourself in the Lord. C- continue to remind yourself of the wonderful things that the Lord has done, and know that you are playing a role in it. Randy, come on in. Amen. Yeah, and
6: and Craig, the Schumann residence spiked while we were there. What a marker! What a marker! I mean, we we could have felt an earthquake. Maybe there was one. Who knows? But. Coach, that, that verse the Lord will fight for you. And that was a prophetic word for you, Coach. That was a yep. I don't you've been you've never been the same since, even though you didn't know it, you've never been the same since. You've been a, a it's been a right. prophetic ever since that day. And when I mean say prophetic, coach, I mean the Holy Spirit led. It's Holy Spirit led. It's not it's not you trying to go get a feather in your cap. It's you doing something for God. God's doing it, and you're just
2: following. I'm just making myself available and just going where he tells me to go, Randy. In fact, I would say that if any of us knew, if any of us really knew, the power available to us, it would scare us. If you Amen. Really knew.
1: Amen. Because of
2: the battle is against principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places, folks. It's, mm. if Once we lose sight of that and understand that those evil spirits in high places, those Psalm 2 kings of this earth we have no power over them friends we have no power in them but i'm going to tell you they're being rooted out they're being rooted out right in front of us we are we are breaking those cords we're breaking them folks it's happening all around us betty come on in
1: i just want to kind of add i was reading the message it says god will fight the battle for you and you you keep your mouth shut i love that
2: and it's <laughs> turning kaboom. Right. Yes, you keep your mouth shut. You just do what he's just what he's told you to do. Uh, Dale, you got uh, Dale's going to Dale's been on vacation. If you wonder where he's been, he just sent me now. Do, do you want to come in and do that now, Dale? Good morning, brother. We just got home from family vacation. Incredible testimony. I'm pulling brother pulled a lady from. Oh yeah, I saw I saw that Dale. I don't know if you can come in and talk about that Dale. If you can get in here. Oh, yeah, I can, coach. Absolutely. It's an absolutely blessing
6: to see you, brother. We missed you and the crew and who knows what the heck was going on in the world. But here's the thing. You're talking about time. So I'm, I'm a punctual guy. I'm going to cut it short because I know of time. So I'm a punctual guy about leaving on vacation. I said, we need to leave this place at seven o'clock. Well, brother, we left at 702. When we traveled down the road, I blew out a wheel bearing in my trailer which shut us down for about an hour and a half. We replaced the whole hub, got everything going. We're driving down the road, Coach, and I see this lady in a, I'm, right in front of me. She rear ends a tanker truck doing 65 miles an hour. When, it, when she hits it, the tanker truck had stopped at a railroad crossing. It blew her car back. The car catches on fire. My brother, who's an EMT, my wife comes out. We all get out of the car. Brother, people are passing by because they didn't want caught in a traffic jam. Brother, the engine starts catching on fire. My brother can't get the door open. The glory of God, the power of God, brother, I don't know how to do it. I ripped the door open and, and... I'm telling you, we pulled her out, brother. She had cracked fractured ribs, bleeding ribs, compound fracture, ankle compound fracture. Brother, the car was catching on fire. It was following the gas line. Then inside the cab of the car where she was, had we not gotten her out, had we left at seven o'clock instead of 702, brother, we'd have been down the road. She'd have died in that car. Here's the short thing, though. Her family are missionaries. Her sister said, you don't understand. We've been praying for her to get saved. And you guys, and she called me over as a pastor to pray for her before they airlifted her out.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, you couldn't have planned that one, right? Huh?
6: No. Bro, listen, that's the whole thing. We can not We can't be all frustrated at these roadblocks that make us slow down because God is doing something.
2: God no, is doing something for sure. Amen. For sure. Let me uh good story, Dale. Good to have you back. Uh pull up uh the email from Ben uh from Ben Davis. I don't know how many of you saw this. Uh folks, we're winning. We're winning, okay? Did I send that to you, Spence? I think I did. Well just pull the thing up there first. Don't uh we don't need to see the attachments yet. Hey Bernie, are you out there? Bernie Davis, you out Because yeah, you I'm guys here. know who you guys know who ben, ben Davis is, right? You know, guys, you remember when when Ben was all on here and he's taking his stand against against uh, the military and they're going to throw him out. And, you guys remember all that, right? And he went and had a meeting with his uh, with his superior. Can you get that up there, Spence? All right, buddy. Bernie, what's going on with Ben? Encourage these people who contributed money to Ben. Encourage them what's going on, uh, Bernie. Well, he's... He- it's
6: the the thing's still going on. He's, he's been in this place. They had the problem with, you know, he still has guard duty. Uh, I, I don't, you know, he had, he had this problem where his commander told him that they were going to mark him AWOL, even though he was there right there in person with them.
4: <laughs>
6: and and um, so he had guard duty again, and he finally had an appointment with the chaplain, and then they canceled that. But one of his commanders backed down, and um, and another one's still holding out all the stuff against him. But um, the Lord's working. He's going to applying for a whole lot of jobs. But um, it seems like the Lord wants him to stay placed and just and just fight through
4: this. And, so we're
6: gonna so see folks, what up, uh,
2: up on your screen right now, Ben sent his update to me this morning. It says, my, squ- my squadron commander rescinded his letter of counseling. He said it was unnecessary to involve himself in the legal matter since the wing commander was directly involved. And his letter of reprimand covered the same material. I think he realizes that he's on the wrong side of the law and doesn't want trouble with when this all shakes out. He also confirmed the nine-page document I submitted at our last meeting is in my file and part of my case. So down below, uh, I, as you guys know, Ben put together a remarkable, uh, what's it say, nine pages of why they couldn't do what they were doing to him. And uh looks like one of them has already... Already buckled a bit. So continue to uh, keep Ben in your prayer because what? Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. See, we sometimes we are so close to victory and we give in. So Amen. close to victory and we give in. Exodus 14, you ought to write it down. The Lord, you shall hold your peace. In other words, you shut up. I've got a hold of this. I'm in charge of this, right? Shall hold your peace, and the Lord himself shall fight for you if you are in the will of the Lord. All right? You can't ask the Lord to fight for you if you're not in his will. It's important. Myra, come in.
5: Yes, uh, Ben, thank you for sharing those letters. You have done extensive work in regard to your case. And in regard to us, Sultan light by great, I have something to say. Matthew 5, 14, 16, you are the light of the world. A city that is set in a hill cannot be hit. Thank you.
2: Amen. Amen. We are for sure. We are a city set on a hill, and it cannot be hit. Let me put uh, pull up number five down there real quick for me if you can, um uh, uh, Spencer, I want to show you this. I'm trying to I'm trying to connect some dots this morning, try to encourage some of you because, as my wife says, my wife's always kicked me. She says, you're so negative. I said, it's not negative. It's the truth. It's just the truth. Hey, hey, so, Spence, uh, put this in the chat. Georgia Guidestones connected to current events. Are you kidding me? When was this published? Why, March 6, 2022. Uh does anybody know anybody that went to the Georgia Guidestones? Anybody happen to know anything about those things? And we show up at the Georgia Guidestones and here this is Sheila Holm an interview, and she says that the Georgia Guidestones are connected to everything that's going on around us. Well he calls Schwab. And, Klaus Schwab and uh human transhumanism and uh interconnectivity and Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. There it is. So just, just, ah, no, we don't need to play any of that. Put that thing in the chat for people so that they can they can get an idea. So here's what I'm saying. Uh, COVID, uh, folks, COVID is breathing its last breath right now. Hang on, Raj, get right to you. COVID's breathing its last breath. In fact, do you even hear anything about it anymore? I don't even, don't even hear anything about it. So now they've, well, the whole idea of COVID was about, folks, listen. It was about conditioning and finding out if people would, in fact, blindly obey the government. Boom. Now, while they did that, they had to, they, there was a connection between the COVID thing and the election. Because of the COVID uh, lockdowns, they were able to stuff the ballot box on us, okay? They were able to stuff the ballot box. And they were able to stuff the ballot box because Hillary was their guy. But Hillary couldn't get in there because Randy went and laid his hands on the threshold and shut that. Oh, so you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. You can say I'm grandiose in my speaking, right? You can say that. But we know what we know what happened, right? They were totally, completely surprised that Hillary didn't win. And so they said, well, we're not gonna let that happen again. So they went into COVID lockdown, locked down everybody, and stuffed ballots all across America. You know, you know that's what happened, right? And so, because we know that the, we know that that's what that's what happened, that we have to understand that COVID now has served its purpose. They found out they can, in fact, condition people. But now they're going to move into more. What's uh, the word I'm looking for? Now they're going to move into more uh, strenuous things. Now, uh, food lockdowns, fuel lockdowns, horrible inflation, resetting of the economy, resetting of money. Hey, folks, listen, ask yourself this. We're we're trillions of dollars in debt, trillions of dollars, trillions, with a T. A trillion minutes ago, Christ was on earth. One trillion minutes ago, Christ was on earth. We're trillions of dollars in debt. The only stable currency in the world is the American dollar, and it's not stable. It's going under. There's a huge, huge reset coming on, which tells me that it is going to be, I hate to tell you this, it's going to be calamitous times. We're going to go through another depression. It's coming as sure as we're here. Gasoline, what I see, gasoline's going to $150 a gallon. It's $4 a gallon here. We've just seen the beginning of it. Why? Because the currency is no good. So they know that, and they're they're trying to find out how they're going to be able to pull all this crap over on us And they found out with COVID that they can do it, and now they're going to move into other things. Hey, folks, this war is another brainwashing program. That's all this is. That's all this is. And if we don't, if we don't understand it, and I could go on and on on the war. I'm not going to. Reggie, come on in.
1: Coach, I'm so sorry. I don't want to speak off topic, but you moved on, and I was going to say. um, No, it's okay. You're not off
2: topic. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So I wanted to say, um, um, yes, pray for Ben. But also, please, I'm begging you for prayers and and assistance. Not assistance, but prayers. Because there are people behind the scenes helping Ben. And I want to give glory and honor to God, first off, because he has a a we. We have a godly attorney in the background, and he's going to get mad because I call him an attorney. And we have people like Jessica she, in the queue that has offered her time and her help, um, and Dennis and T. And I could go to, and Coach, Coach helped. So you guys, it isn't just Ben, and I'm not taking that from Ben. Please don't think that, but please pray for those behind him because this is a God effort. So thank you so much.
2: Because the Lord has an army. He's got an army, right? We're just not engaged. We're just we're just sitting in pews. We're just sitting in pew. You raise your hand if you see what I'm talking about. Raise your hand if you see Amen. the power of the church. If we get out of the building, the power of it. Amen. I I could I was amazed when those truckers were driving at all the people that were out. My neighbors are awake. I didn't even know it. They're awake. People awake everywhere. Nobody's buying this crap anymore. We're awake. Joe Allen, then
0: Brett. Speaking of those guidestones stones, alluring oh the world population of 500 million, Randy stopped the communication on that, putting those smooth stones at the foot of these bases of this false prophets.
2: Amen. Now We can believe it or not believe it. I, I believe it. I believe it the lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So what am I what am I saying? We have been over the target for how long? How long think of? It. I can't even remember some of the things that we've done. All of them being all of them being significant in the eyes of the lord. Brett, come on in.
0: Yeah, good morning coach, good morning team. Why uh Coach, the other thing about the fuel prices is I think it factors into Agenda 2030 perfectly. They're trying to force the urban areas to the uh, suburban. Am I saying that right? They're trying to force us into the cities. That's right. And and son of a gun, like uh, the towns where we live, they're just small towns dotted around the valleys. Most people work, work in Harrisburg, which is, you know, 30, 35, 40 miles away. And uh it's gonna put a hurt on it. Dave, one more, oh. one more thing is our kind of gotta say, kind of proud of this. Our grandson, who is now eight years old, was competing. I think there was four state Pennsylvania state competitions for gymnastics, and he won all four of them. He is the state champion for Pennsylvania. He's invited to the regional, which I guess is like I don't know three or four states, which would go on to the national. Guess what, Coach? In order to participate, you got to have the vaccines. At eight years old, you got to have vaccines.
2: Oh my lord! Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, they're not. They're not doing it. He's done. What a, what eight, a shame, though.
2: Eight, what a shame. We got to put a stop to that crap, don't we? Huh? We gotta, it's all game.
0: This kid just blows out the competition. It's he's awesome. But
2: yeah, vaccines. Well, hey, listen, folks. COVID's over. What's well, it's over, right? We saw the president of the United States. The House chamber was full of people without any masks. It's over. COVID's over. It's over. Come on, in, uh, Jeff now, Doctor Paul, quickly. Yeah,
1: real quick. Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, statement about the rural areas. I'm in a rural area
0: too, and uh,
2: Black like- Rock's buying Black BlackRock. I'm sorry, Jeff. BlackRock is buying up. Hundreds and hundreds of uh, homes all across America that you will own nothing and you will love it. Go ahead, Jeff.
5: Well, they're
6: building like crazy where I live. Uh, They're digging up the soil and putting in forms and all that kind of stuff. It reminded me of the United Nations biodiversity map. This is a plan to remove us from the rural areas into the big cities and put us totally under control. So that's just part of the big picture of what we're seeing today.
2: Thank you. Uh, I saw, I heard today from uh, uh, I can't remember where I saw it there in Columbus, Franklin County, Ohio, which is the capital city of Columbus, 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 capital city, Franklin County, Ohio. There are 1200 homes on the market. That's it, 1200 homes on the market, folks. Listen, there's crazy, crazy stuff going on, and now's the time for us to do what hold our peace because the Lord himself is going to fight for us. But we have got to become unified and put together a team that will fight in a way that will promote the (sighs) play by God's rules, play by God's rules. It's time for the church to come out of hiding. Now, how's that going to happen? I don't know. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have an answer. I don't have a, a solution to it, but know this, that we are seeing, they are breathing their last breath. i I don't know what else to say. Who's going to wrap us up here today? I was trying to get a picture to all of you because I'm want to show. i still going to try to do it. Stay with me a second. I want to finish with this picture. Somebody come in and yap. I'm talking in circles.
0: Hey, Coach, I just
3: want to let you all know that uh, Tom McDonald, that crazy white rapper who's quite uh, the Patriot, has a new song out called In God We Trust. I think it kind of sums up pretty much everything we're talking about.
2: Amen, John. In God We Trust. God, uh, yeah, and God. Well, I'm thinking of something else. Hang on, hang on. I'm getting this to Jared. I want this up here. We'll show you something. Uh, yeah, do that. Do that. Send it. Okay, should be it to you there in a second, folks. Go ahead, Silver and Randy.
4: Revelation 18:4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, "Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers." Of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Amen. Amen. I'm out of her,
2: my people. We're coming out of it, Joe. We're coming out of it. On the picture right now, this is where the serpent mound. Steve Deck. I'm going to get him in trouble. I don't get him in trouble. When We went to serpent mound where they do all their rituals. Where they do where the demons do all their rituals. Right there, that's where we are. We Took authority over that. Come on in, Randy.
0: I'll wait till after the show. Okay?
2: All right, cool. All right, hey folks we shall hold our peace and the Lord himself is going to fight for them for us right those Egyptians you see before us today you're going to see them no more forever that's that's the promise of the Lord god bless you see you tomorrow